everyone and welcome to another edition of the Photography Bar podcast. It's me, Mark, here and um, I am joined today uh, by uh, award-winning fine art photographer, Brooke Shaden. How are you doing, Brooke? You okay? I'm awesome. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. I just have to thank Brooke because it's it's eight o'clock in the morning over there um, <laughs> where it's it's uh, sort of allegedly four o'clock in the afternoon over here. So, uh, so thanks again for... Uh, for, 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 for coming up. Oh, I'm such time. an early bird. I'm happy to do it early ah, rather right. than late. Like come noon, I don't want to work anymore. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, you, uh, the, the reason we have Brooke, one of the reasons we have Brooke on really, I mean, it's great to talk to you anyway, but um, you're part of uh, the lineup for the photography show and the video show. Um, yes. So exciting. September. So yeah. Are you looking forward to it? Yes, completely. I mean, this has been years in the making and yeah. I'm so excited to finally make it over. And it's just such a good energy that I'm so excited for. And yeah, yeah it, it's going to be really good, I think. Do you, do, you, do you speak a lot at these events? Um, do I do, but it's funny because when you speak at a lot of events, you start to learn just which ones are going to be you're going to find your tribe, you know, yeah, and I really yeah. feel like I'm going to find it there. Yeah, I think you will. I mean, it's, um, have you ever been to it before? Like, as a, no, I've as never a, been. Oh, I've not. just heard, like, you just know it's one of those shows that everybody knows about, everybody yeah. talks about, and I've never been. Yes. I mean, normally I make my sort of annual pilgrimage to the photography show. Um, uh, it's, it's a very good one to go to. So, um, so yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's great that you're, you're going to be the actually headlining on the Sunday. How does that yes, feel? yes, I can't wait. I I feel like I haven't gotten to do this in so long that I have so much content that I've just never gotten to talk about before that I get to put into this one lecture. And it's I think it's just going to be really packed full of yeah. new stories and new techniques and new things. So that'll be good. Awesome. Awesome stuff. So um, uh, our, our listeners here, there's a mixture of uh, professionals and also people who are hobbyists. Um, so uh, for those who are not familiar with your work, how would you describe the, the type of work that you do? Well, it is dark, for mm -hmm. sure. Um, surreal and whimsical. It's all self-portraiture for the most part, about 95%. Yeah. And um, it's very much based in narrative photography. So it's based in storytelling, um, form and symbolism. So it's, mm. it's just kind of this weird world of our world, but a little bit heightened and um, a little bit darker. Yeah, I mean, we say it's darker. There is an element of beauty, though, to your work, which I've found, which I, think I certainly lovely. hope so. Yes. So also beauty and haunting as well in some respects. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a fa fa fabulous work and, and quite unique as well. It's, it's not. Thank you. There's not, not a lot. I mean, um, how I mean, so it's, it's quite a sort of area to get into. Um, was this just something that you've worked towards or is it suddenly something just flicked one day? Said, no, no. That's it was a flick really because yeah. my background is in filmmaking and I had just graduated film school and mm. felt this I think that everyone goes through this when you know very very deep down that what you're doing is not what you're supposed to be doing yeah and I had just spent all this money on school and all this time and I had just moved to LA to try to become a filmmaker and then it just 
hit me. Like, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing, Mm. but I still loved the ideas that I was trying to make films about. So I thought what I don't like about film is that it takes a long time and you have to collaborate with people. So I thought to myself, how can I do that without all of that? How can I keep those ideas? And so I turned to photography and self-portraiture and I was able to work alone and work really fast and just still get all those ideas out. So I was never that photographer that tried a lot of different things and like liked photography. I don't even like photography that much. It's just the the vessel that I use. So it's for me, it's very much just, you know, the tool that gets me to these ideas. So you'd say probably because that was going to be someone's going to ask, because I know obviously you got degrees in English and and film. So then using photography as as your chosen medium, did you find, is it more about that? That was the medium that best suited your ideas, would you say? I don't even know if it is, to be honest. It has been so far, mm. but I, you know, I think that people are always so quick to jump to this I, idea or conclusion of like, whatever I've latched onto and I happen to be decent at is the best thing that I could do. Mm. And I'm not sure that I really subscribe to that. Like, I kind of think as life goes on, I'll discover other mediums that are better even than photography, but yeah. so far it's been the most accessible, the most fun. Um, but now I'm getting into painting, sculpture, um, I'm writing my first novel. So oh, I feel wow. like there are a lot of different ways that this could manifest. And who knows, mm. 10 years from now, maybe I'll be saying, oh, photography wasn't even that great. You know, <laughs> now I'm all about painting, who knows? But so far it's just, it's been the best. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And do you use a lot of post-production on it or is it all shot in camera? Do you do Photoshop? Oh no, so and... much post-production. Yeah. I am I am not a photo purist. I, I, because I don't really think of myself quite as, as a photographer, like a lot of people do, mm-hmm. I think of myself as a creator and I have this idea. So whatever's going to get me to that finished product is what I'll do. Mm-hmm. I try to do as much as I can in camera, but I would say, you know, there are people who go to great lengths to create in camera. I go to great lengths to not have to work with anybody else but myself and to use Mm -hmm. really minimal props and gear. So for Mm -hmm. me, it's like I'd rather be alone in my basement just trying to make something out of what I have and then rely Mm -hmm. on Photoshop than spend a lot of money on props or work with other people to make the vision come to life. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's a lot in Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's definitely art first with you rather than the the, the gear side, which which is a yeah. very nice way of, of talking because a lot of talk, I mean, you probably met many photographers who are all obsessed with gear and oh yeah, you know, or lighting and posing sheets yeah. and all this kind of It's like stuff. a fundamental difference in how you approach a craft, right? Yeah. Because some people approach photography from the standpoint of I love gear. Like I think that's cool and exciting. So that's what I'll do. And I just don't, I find it confusing and just cumbersome. So I'd rather just kind of let the gear do its thing, but not have to worry about it. And then I focus on everything else. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I mean, it it kind of confuses the rest of us as well. A lot of the time when this new fangled thing comes out and we all have to rush and learn it, but um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a technical problem solver. (laughs) Like I'm a conceptual problem solver. I can figure out how to tell a story and how to make that come to life. But when it comes to the technique, I'm like, oh, give me a window and a single camera and nothing else. And I can make that work. (laughs) Cool. Well, that actually leads me on to to what I wanted to speak with you um, next really is about your process. Um, and I was interested when looking at your work, you know, I mean, where you decide to go with your work and do you see them as all individual pieces, like collections of pieces, or is it all uh, an overall 
body of work that you know by the time you're 70 or whatever that's your the whole thing (laughs) is your work do you know what I mean yeah it's both I would say and I didn't realize it was both until kind of recently I've always approached creating from just I'm just going to make a single image and then move on to the next single image and that's how I've always worked but as I look back at my body of work I realize that really what I've been doing is creating this whole world that my images kind of live in Mm. and that's pretty exciting I think I I just recently published my first art book and Mm. I realized as I was putting it together that these images that I didn't even intend to go together that I made years apart Mm. fit perfectly with one another. And I think that comes naturally from having a really singular vision when you start a craft. So I went into it with this idea that I wanted to make dark art that was beautiful. That's, that Mm -hmm. was my goal when I started and it's still my goal. And I think when you have a consistent goal, necessarily your work will all start to fit together like puzzle pieces. So Mm. I never intended it to be, you know, something that flowed from one to the other and was meant to go together, but they do. Yeah. I mean, I suppose the nature of what you're doing might automatically do that anyway, in some respects, because it's quite autobiographical. Is it, I mean, you say it's I suppose autobiographical is a bit too clinical word to say but no no yeah it's um you know it's it's it didn't start out that way I never intended to make work about my life or anything Mm. like that but I guess as you live your life you know themes start to come up that mirror what you're creating and Mm. now more than ever my work is very personal but it, it isn't always and it didn't used to be so that's kind of new territory for me yeah yeah and how how do you decide to you know what next is it obviously just talking about you know themes from from your life and and, and what have you um is it something that oh like a certain event happens or something that takes you to another you're working to another direction to maybe what it yeah, would it's have done. a little bit of everything but mostly um i i work in the present so hmm. you know if i experience something that here's the thing let me backtrack because if i experience something that's meaningful to me I'm not very compelled to create about that unless I think it's meaningful to other people too. I very much create with the audience in mind. And so I'm not like, okay, this happened to me. I need to create this so that I can deal with that. I process very quickly with things that go on in my life. So pretty quickly I can experience something, analyze it, and then say, how is this relevant to the world at large? And then create from that point of view. And that's actually very helpful for me. It's, it's very much not like I need to process what I'm going through. It's like, mm. I've already processed it now. How can I help other people going through this? I see. And, and is, is that, I mean, does it work and achievement wise? Is, is that rewarding element of, of sort of describing that and relating to other people? Is that the, the main sort of goal in, in this work, would you say? Yeah, it is. And, you know, there's so much stigma, especially in the, in the fine art world about if you're a fine artist then you create for yourself and like, it has to be, yeah. like, it has to come from these depths. And I agree to an extent, like, yeah, it has to come from you, but I also create for other people. And I don't think there's any shame in that. Like, the, I mean, be, the goal for me of being an artist is to create connections and to help other people. And I think that's often overlooked. I think like serious art is often labeled as this deep personal thing, mm. often from a place of torment, which is like a stereotype that I hate. And I think that though the future of art, especially with how connected we are, is to create work that resonates with other people and that can help other people and be a real gift for others. So that's what Mm. I try to do at least. 
yeah and that, that seems in your work because it's it is aesthetically pleasing to look i mean you can really look deep into it and and, and go into maybe the, the connections that you're talking about but from someone who's not necessarily wanting to go that far in it it is still beautiful to look at as well which uh, which yeah I, which i find is lovely yeah which, that's what i hope and you know yeah. that that goes back to my one of my degrees is in english and i'm obsessed with literature and symbolism and part of studying that so deeply is studying how visuals relate to symbolism and how people can easily just latch on to a symbol and an image and understand it at the most basic level. And that's so important to me that you don't have to sit with the image and analyze your own feelings to be able to understand it. It's like, there are many layers to it. There's that instant connection and then there are deeper layers and I hope people take whatever they want from it. Fantastic. And I, so going back, obviously, when you when you decided that this was the route you wanted to take, I mean, did you find that you had to supplement that work? Well, obviously, we all have to pay bills and things like that, obviously. And 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 although you you stated you're not necessarily into the gear, there is some gear you've had to buy, and photography ain't yeah. cheap, as you probably know. Um, so how did you come about the the sort of from starting out and mm-hmm. and, and to where you are now? Um, Obviously, a lot of photographers when they finish uni and, and all and well college in in, in the states, uh, we, we all uh, have these aspirations to do X, Y, and Z, but end yes. up having to do the things that to supplement X, Y, and Z. If, if you yes. understand me, was that something you had to do, and and how did you make that transition from that to now as in a fully working? Artist? Yeah. Oh, this is my favorite topic. I love talking. Ah, about cool. Listeners uh, will love this bit. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know there. There are a couple of things that I did in the beginning. When I first started photography, I was working as a receptionist in LA for a production company. Mm -hmm. And I was still kind of thinking, okay, I I have a degree in film. I have to do film. Like that's what I have to do. And then um, move from that job to be a legal assistant um, while I was still doing photography. And that whole kind of year, my first year of doing photography, I was still working full time. I was waking up at 5am doing a photo shoot, going to work, editing on my lunch break, and then posting it in the evening, you know, every single day. And um, it quickly dawned on me that this was a thing. Like I had to do this instead of that. Mm. And I actually had a colleague at work come up to me and she said, you know, there are way worse people doing this professionally. You should just try it. (laughs) Well, that's one way of saying it. it, But it was the perfect way of saying it because he wasn't saying like, you're the best. I clearly wasn't. I didn't know what I was doing really. But it was just that little bit of encouragement to be like, Mm. yeah, like why couldn't I be one of those people? And so, um, so I started applying to galleries and juried shows and uh, magazines and all sorts of things and quickly realized after my first roughly hundred rejections yeah. that it wasn't going to be easy, that I wasn't just going to get all these yeses and everything would be okay. So I started saving every penny that I could. I finally got my first exhibition. I quit my job and then didn't sell anything. And I thought, oh gosh, what did I just do? Yeah, quit and that's day. when the, the diversification came up where I was like, okay, I can't just sell my work in galleries. So how else do people make money? 
And I didn't know, I didn't know any other fine art photographers. I didn't even know any other photographers. So I started thinking to myself, okay, what do I want to spend my time doing? Like if every day I could wake up and say, these are the things that I want to actually do. And I decided I wanted to be totally alone. I didn't want to work with anybody. I decided that I didn't want any clients coming to me, like nobody hiring me for things. So that left very few things that I could do. So (laughs) I put out a book. Um, that I wrote, uh, that I self-published. I started teaching workshops. I started um, writing to publishing companies to do book covers and album art and stuff like that. And then I started exhibiting in galleries. So those were kind of my income sources and they still are. I mean, I still do all of those things because they were rooted in what I love. Mm. So it's all connected then really in in, in what you're doing, Um, which is obviously is fantastic. And and you're right. I, I think sort of the fine art area is very difficult to sort of get your foot well first of all getting your foot in the door and then getting yourself through it it's incredible difficult incredibly difficult um I know it is this side and and I'm sure it's the same um over over in the states but um it's very easy for photographers to oh okay I'm going to shoot a wedding now or or I'm going to do that um if you know to supplement whatever it is else that they, they want to do but um yeah that the fine art it's so difficult to get in and did you find it quite tricky still yeah I did but I also okay for example the idea of shooting a wedding Mm. is like I mean I I'd rather be like picking up trash on the road like (laughs) and I don't even mean that as an insult I mean it as like that is a terribly difficult job and I have no interest in doing yeah. it <laughs> and so to me it wasn't like okay so I'm a photographer so my backup yeah. plan will be to do portraits yeah. it was like I'm an artist and I don't really think of myself as a photographer so why would I take pictures of things yeah. to supplement my income so actually in my first year of going full-time as a photographer I actually got a job as a, a housekeeper because I thought well that like I'd rather do that than do like portraits or something yeah. so yeah um, you know, it was twofold. Like I didn't want photography to be a chore to me. I didn't want it to turn into something that I hated. Mm. And then equally, you know, I'd rather just keep the money separate from the photography if it's not working out the way I want. Um, so my housekeeping job only lasted two weeks, but okay, I'd still rather do that than, yeah. <laughs> than anything else. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, fine art is difficult for sure to get into, but it's just like any industry. I think you know, like I could never be a wedding photographer because mm. the thought of trying to get clients and market myself that way and shoot those long hours, like mm. that's just terribly difficult to me but the idea of sitting behind a computer and emailing galleries and reaching yeah. out that way was less difficult to me it's still hard to break into and there's so much you have to learn but mm. once you do get your foot in the door you start to see the pattern of how it unfolds cool cool so that's so like, like like we mentioned uh, at the beginning of this you are speaking at the photography show um you're it's called uh, creating impactful art Yes. Uh, now, obviously, we don't want to let uh, too many cats out of the bag. We want people to come and see you. Uh, yes. But in order to sort of advertise your, and I know you don't like marketing, as you just said, but. Uh, <laughs> no, I love marketing. Just all right. my way. <laughs> just your way. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So um, may I ask, but I say, without, without like, letting too much information go, what will you be talking about? uh... yeah well you know okay so there's this is a very multifaceted question so i'll answer it very simply but over the years i have learned 
how to make connections in my art, not just with myself and creating something meaningful for me, but for other people as well. So I'll be walking through some really key defining moments in my career and in my personal life, how I've connected that to my art and how other people have responded to that. So it's going to be a pretty big overview of really personal stories, how that resulted in really personal art and how that art then um, turned into a business and a career and connected to other people. So those are the broad strokes. Ah, cool. And will there be certain pieces of work that you'll be highlighting Think yeah, definitely. I'm, I plan on sharing some new work that nobody's seen yet that I'm really ah. excited to sort of test out on the audience. <laughs> Exclusive. Yeah. Us Brits yeah. are going to be a guinea pig for uh, 40 <laughs> yes, minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. 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 And have you been to, have you been to Britain before? Is it, was this? Oh yes. Fun? Many times. Yeah. I think 10 times before. So yeah, it's one of my favorite places and I'm only staying for three days. I'm so sad. Ah. I wish that I was going to be there a lot longer, but we have five foster kids at home so I have to give back to them oh fair enough fair enough so so with uh and I didn't realize you had foster kids so um yeah the, the life with them does that impact your art as well Oh, tremendously. I'm yeah. sure that I will be sharing a good deal about that um, at the photography show. But yeah, awesome. it's uh, I've been doing it for almost two years now, and it's been a roller coaster to say the least. <laughs> you're finding it all right, juggling the fostering and what it's you're doing. It's very hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's can you imagine? very hard. Um, but I think that that's what's so rewarding about it is you, you sort of come out the other side realizing, oh, I could do that. You know, it mm. reminds me of my very first year of creating where I had my full-time job and I'm waking yeah. up at 5 a.m to get my work done and it's quite the same <laughs> quite the same yes it's, yeah very important job both of them obviously um well listen Brooke, th thank you so much for coming on uh, oh thank you amazing. so much for having me that's all right um, and, and hopefully because we'll, um you'll be on tuesday um on the super stage on uh, on uh, the photography show creating impactful art and it's at 1 15 in the afternoon uh, so for all those listening, do go and see Brooke. Um, her work is stunning and um, it's definitely worth uh, learning the stories behind it, which I think for fine art is as important really as, as, as the final piece, very much so. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to uh, catch up then as well. Hopefully, we'll I hope so, yes. Have a drink of some description, which would be really nice. Awesome stuff. Well, like I say, Brooke, thanks ever so much for coming down and well, yeah, coming down, get, getting a bright and early in the morning. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see you at the show. Absolutely. Thanks so much. No worries.